Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNBR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sports. You want to do it? No. I'm going to fucking let you do it. <laughs> I'm just being obnoxious. You do, like, every, like, month or so, you'll have a show where you do that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll just make him do it. Nah, I mean, I can't. I can't do a blind. Brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNBR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. <laughs> Megan, Rudo, AJ, coming at you live here to discuss the entire rookie showcase. It's now over. Uh, the Avs go 2-1, and one, defeating L.A. and Arizona, losing to the Sharks. In, I mean, the first hockey game was good. It was a very entertaining game, that first game. Uh, and then the second game was Baruto. And then today's game, Megan and I only saw half of it. Yeah. So You saw the half that was worth seeing. Yeah. So, it was not great. But there's an understanding that... It was fine. Yeah. like this Game three was like, all right, this is a rookie showcase game. This is fine. Yeah. And it really showcased those rookies. (laughs) (laughs) Showcased rookie, why? So, it it, it worked out. It was was what you would expect for the most part uh, on that front. Uh, The Avs... Did a, a couple of interesting things. They gave Amat and Zaravlyov all three games. That's what I hear in my brain every Rob, time. Rob, I, Rob. Every time I hear Zaravlyov, I just hear Brablob. <laughs> Either way, they it's just a mess it's of the letters. Pumpkin spice latte did something to him. <laughs> he's he's on a different, another level today. <laughs> like, uh, Welcome. PSL gang is a pretty serious game. <laughs> You're very changed. All of the key prospects played two games each on the forward side. Dude. Shot daddy, two games, two goals. It's facts. That's all there is to it. That's why he's the shot daddy. <laughs> he's the only player with goals in multiple games. Yeah. Um, and Stonehouse had two in this last game. Yeah. One was an empty netter, to be fair. Bokaj had a goal and an assist in his two games. Yep. So. Sick. I mean, what do you want to start from the back end or the front end? Back end. All right. So, obviously, each goalie got one game. Uh, Anna, Worked out nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Math added up nicely. And then had a, I would, I would categorize it as a good two-goal performance mm. against L.A. Agreed. Um, one even strength goal, one yep. power play goal. Yep. Uh, minor. Not a good day against San Jose. Train wreck. And then Zigalov gets the shutout against Arizona in a, I would not call it a heavy workload. Yeah, do we have a final number? I did. did. I was just going to re-listen since I can watch the whole thing again. Probably ended up somewhere in the 20s. It was somewhere, yeah, it was like 17 with a few minutes left to play. It's respectable, but more comfortable than if he had played in one or two. I'm glad he got Arizona. Lined up nicely. <laughs> Gold. Respectfully. <laughs> I'm glad he got Arizona. So. I Take that, PHNX. And, I mean, I, I guess we can start here with this conversation for the goalies. Was there any way any of them could have really moved the needle at this thing? Only in the wrong direction, like Miner did. Like, okay. you only walk out of this feeling bad about Trent Miner. Sure. Um, whereas, I think Onaden, against the best team, had the best individual performance i thought he was like really solid in that game i would agree because there were long stretches where that that, that's a king's team that had multiple guys who were going to either be on the nhl team or competing 
at a high level in the AHL. And uh, he was he had his moments where he was under siege a bit, and he was quite good. Yep. Uh, and you know, Zhigalov's shutout. You obviously he has a shutout. He gives up zero. Can't goals. do any better than right. he did. <laughs> it's not his fault that the defense in front of him was was as stout as it was. That the offense that he was against was as shitty as it was. Like he could only stop the shots that came his way, and he did his job. But workload wise, you are looking at it and saying, look, this is just not the same. They did not have the same kind of jobs. Uh, yeah. And then in between was minor where he had stretches where he was fine. Uh, the defense was bad in front of right. him and he was, was also not good. So that's a perfect recipe to getting rocked. You lose five to one and well, you had bad goaltending and bad defense. Simple math. Losing five to one makes a lot of sense. Megan. I feel similarly, and I think it's important to note the differences between the teams in front versus Anunin and Jagalov. But also what we saw in Jagalov from camp day one did look a little bit rough, and I thought that this was a nice redemptive moment for him in net um, to see him in game action looking a lot more comfortable from what we saw in practice. <laughs> it was nice to see that he's not trying to stop pucks standing up like it was 1982. That was scaring us. It yeah. I think particularly I thought his his post work looked good and yeah again not a goalie guy yeah you're going to start telling me about the reverse vh and I'm going to my eyes are going to glaze over yeah. and I'm going to be like what start getting those donuts yeah eyes, <laughs> but I I do think there were some areas where I felt like I was watching a goaltender and then sometimes he got in the middle of his crease and I was like he's yellowing yeah <laughs> but yeah, and like Arizona also helped. We saw a number of great A scoring just chances that, sail wide. Yeah, that yeah. just sailed on them where you're like, <laughs> doesn't even have to make a save on that one. So uh, I think, and look, Mr. Irrelevant in the most recent draft, your expectations for this kid could not be lower. Yep. So, like the fact that he walked out with a shutout and going into main camp, and he'll you know he'll go he'll go back to juniors. Uh, and he'll he'll get some of the dev time that he really very clearly needs. Great. They've got two years to now. The, the clock starts on him now. They've got two years to decide whether or not to give him an ELC and whether or not he's part of this program moving forward. Um, so he's got a lot of work to do, but he also has time here. Yep. He's got time to put that work in, and we'll see how dedicated he is and what he can make of the opportunities that he is going to get. Uh, I don't know how you feel anything, but some level of optimism about him right now. Um, again, your expectations, it's not like even, uh, I'm saying, I don't know how you feel anything but optimism, but it's also like, you're not going into this, you're not walking out of this being like, he could be a starting goaltender in well, the NHL I, someday. It's like, he the, could be, but... It's because you're optimistic because the expectations there are like, if he even gets a contract, that's a win. Absolutely. So, it's just... A la Trent Minor. That's actually... Another seventh-round like pick. Miner's from the future of what Chagallov could be, and I feel like I walk out of this, the expectation for each hasn't changed much, though I am looking at Miner with the season he had last year in Utah as someone who could be looking at the next step and moving up to the AHL and backing up Anunin if JoJo weren't there, if that's how they plan to use JoJo. And this game makes it tough because it doesn't make a great case for that. Um, so he's probably going to spend another full season in Utah, get more games under his belt. That's fine because he's a seventh round pick. I'm still not like this hasn't changed my opinion of yeah. minor negatively. It's one game. For I'm sure. still really hopeful for him as a young goaltender and a seventh round pick that both Jigalov and minor are not in horrible spots. And it's something that is worth mentioning. Look, goaltenders past to the NHL are significantly longer than skaters. When goalies making their debut in the NHL as the 25, 26 year old is pretty normal. Yeah. It's the, whereas with a skater, it's really like, what Whoa. made Semyon Varlamov a freak of nature that yeah. he was a starting goaltender in the NHL at 22. Right. Not normal. Yeah. So, just keeping that in mind with with goaltenders especially it's it it is a very long path to what they ultimately become um in the avs case we'll see 
Thank you. Uh, I I am Zodiac Aries. Oh, are you an Aries? I don't know. Yes. Okay, there you go. Uh, very interested. No, he handed her a totally random one. Yep. Well, I don't. I I don't know. Maybe it's for a friend or something. Uh, anyway, well, also like you're way more versed in it than me, so like you know your moon, <laughs> moon signs. signs, yeah. And I'm like, that's a thing. I don't, okay. Uh, anyway, I know my moon sign and my rising sign. I I know that I'm a Sagittarius, and that's the end of the list. Makes so much sense. I'm a, I'm a Gemini moon and a Aries rising. What? How do you even? What would I even be? How do you know? What time were you born? Uh, <laughs> I think it was in the morning. That's actually, that is helpful. But I wouldn't know off the top of my head. It's okay. based on location and the time of birth. Yeah. Okay, well, I was born in Texas. Uh-oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I think the most interesting part of this is going forward with Anonin. He's the guy I'm confident is going to get preseason games. At least one. Oh, Totally. Uh, and that split squad, uh, yeah. That's where you said Ananin and JoJo. I think you maybe think? Minor. See, that's where I'm. I'm curious. Did Minor maybe play his way out of getting a preseason game here, which would be a bit disappointing. But you're gonna need four goalies for that day. So yeah. is Minor the fifth guy? Maybe. You know. I think sending Ananen and Miner makes a lot of sense to Minnesota for the split squad game. Uh, and then Frankie. You, you and don't send JoJo. JoJo or like. Yeah, Frankie, and Gorgiev, and JoJo yeah. can figure out who plays at home against Vegas. Yep. So, we'll be curious, but. There's also three days of camp coming up. So. Yeah, there's, there's still plenty more time to earn this, that, or the other thing, for sure. Um. As far as the rookies are concerned, I would say the the goalies are maybe the least interesting. Yeah. Because... That's it, why I wanted to start there. And an in-minor, very, very set in where they are. As is Zugalov, just not really in the organization yet. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. He's got like a... Yeah. Like the, the door is ajar and he has slipped a toe in there. Yep. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> So, we can move on to the defensemen then. Um, obviously, uh, the main three at this tournament, as far as the organizational depth is concerned, was Zoravlyov, Clerman, and Omat. Now, did think it was interesting that Omat had the C at this tournament. I mean... Obviously, that's a Colorado Eagles angle, yeah, but I mean, still. He was, a, he was a captain of Minnesota State, State, so... Sure, but they could have gave it to Myers. Yeah. Okay. Could have gave it to someone more relevant to the Avalanche, I would say. Opted to go go that way instead. What do you think about his game over these three days? It's hard for me to separate him and Zoravlyov because they played the whole thing together. Um, but preview. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be an Eagles pairing. It's gonna happen. Uh, I do. I think they're you would like more in the offensive zone. <laughs> I put it that way. I really liked uh, Amon. I thought he was good. Um, I thought he did a lot to raise his profile, at least in my eyes. Okay. Um, which I don't know. I guess <laughs> great, and he'll sleep better. But um, no, I I really have not had any expectations of him at all. So sure. Total blank slate coming in. I didn't think anything of him and uh, just wanted to see how he played. I wanted to see how he did because uh, I don't remember his just very – I think he played three games for the Eagles, yeah, something like that. Like, then he played I, in almost all of the playoffs. So, so and, it was like four regular season, nine playoffs. And I watched all the playoffs. I just don't remember him at all. I just – total blank on it, right? Um, that's what happens when you're watching the other guys all the time. Um, but no, I, I don't remember his Eagles performance at all. So I came in with a total blank slate on him and I liked, uh, I liked this def defensive game. I thought it was really polished. 
Uh, and, you know, I, <laughs> the guy played four years of college. You know, he was captain of a high-level team. Like, he should be polished at something like this. Yeah. He should look like he's not nearly as rough around the edges as, you know, some of the invite guys who are 19 years old. Um, but I, I thought that the defensive game was polished. I thought that there was a maturity to his approach. Um, I liked his physicality. I really didn't have a problem with his puck moving. I think at this level, it looks fine. I think as the game speeds up, I'm going to be real concerned about it. Yeah. But I thought he did enough. He did enough that I could see a path to the NHL in a couple of years. Uh, I don't know how much more ceiling there is to go. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I just don't know how much better he can get. Um, you know, the puck work could could get a little better. I'm sure his skating with some hard work could get a little better. Not that I I really had a huge problem with the skating. It's very classic defensive defenseman. You know, it's a little plodding, but it's not. It's not enough to not get torched. It's yeah. It's really like you're not watching him regularly struggle with speed on the outside, especially. So, um, I really. I, was quite, uh, and I guess you could take everything that I've said about Ema and put it to Zhuravilov as well, because both of those guys I felt good. I feel good about after the rookie faceoff. Probably feel better about those guys than when I walked in, and I feel the opposite about Clerman, where I just kept waiting and waiting. And outside yeah. of a big hit or two, because he will he will drop your ass if you if you put yourself in a vulnerable position. He'll hammer Nate, you. Nate Clerman will drop you. But beyond that, his puck work hasn't gotten any better, and it was brutal last that, year. That's the problem. It was brutal in Arizona in that in the rookie showcase a year ago, and using that as a as a measuring stick. Yeah, as a measuring. That's a good yes. As a measuring stick, I don't think it's improved nearly enough. So I'm I I feel like with Carmen, like the, the, that's a guy that's gonna spend ton of time in Utah again. And they'll need him because they oh, lost of some of their yeah. D in the off season too. It, you know, it really a is a thin detour for, for him. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like Utah needs Clerman too. Like looking at Eagles too. This actually, all of this Amit conversation brought me back to a really hot take I had off air one time that I felt more comfortable with Amit presently than I did with Jaravalov <sighs> after Dev Camp, based on what I had seen. And it was such a limited body of work for Z um, compared to what I had seen in Amit with the Eagles and how I saw him through, I don't know, he had over like between the regular season and the playoffs, he had over 10 games at the AHL level. And so I was able to evaluate Amit a little more knowledgeably than I could Zaravalov just based on dev camp. But I liked that Amit coming into the AHL adjusted to the pace as quickly as he did and earned responsibilities on the PK as quickly as he did. And he was out of desperation. Like Gilbert was hurt and they needed a PK guy and Amit stepped up in that role. But the reason I feel a little bit of vindication is because that was a hot take around here <laughs> that I was a little bit higher on Amit than anyone else. And I feel like it. looking at Juravalov in this tournament, I feel much better about him than I did out of dev camp. So I want to give him credit. And I do view these players as a very similarly profiled player with the ceiling for Z probably being a little higher just based on what he has meant to the organization so far with Amit coming in as an unsigned free agent. That's a little bit more of an unknown. But I look at um, how how similarly these look in gameplay. They, they both played really well. And I just... I wanted to give Amit some credit because I think I saw this in him in his games with the Eagles that he had this potential in him and they obviously were the standouts. I feel similarly about Clerman, the way that you felt about Amit having watched him with the Eagles. I did not really notice Clerman in these games and so it's just a visibility issue and when I did notice him, it wasn't for the right reasons. Yeah. He had one thunderous hit and a bunch of mistakes. Yeah, it was... It definitely rough around the edges. Yeah. I would put it that way. Uh, Big Clarms is still a long ways away from being yeah. that native Colorado kid to yeah. be drafted by the Avs and actually got a ways to go to be slaving. Not, not to pit Amit and Z against each other either. Like in some ways, they are supposed to lend to each other's well, game. I think they did too. if they're going yeah. to be a pairing yeah. moving forward. So I, I would don't say mean they to pit are them. in competition though because 
you've got to have a pecking order here. Yep. They fill similar roles. It's, yeah. One has I to like charge ahead. I like driving moving a lot more. I agree. Than it looks, I want to talk about it, yes. uh, but we are brought to you by Breckenridge <laughs> Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. The Hoot Nanny, it's creeping up on you. October 8th and 9th, you can go down there at their Littleton location. It's a great place to go. They're having a big festival. They have the Spin Doctors coming out, a bunch of local bands too. Yeah, look, it's a great way to kick off the new NHL season is to go down there and, and, and vibe. So check out the Hoot Nanny. You can go to breckbrew.com today to see all of that good stuff that they have, including the tickets, the merch, the beer, all of it. Breck Brew's dope. Go check them out. Get in on the hoot nanny. Go have a good time to start off the NHL season. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens. 75 different vitamins and minerals in it. It's got probiotics. It's got adaptogens. It's got all sorts of stuff that is good for your body, good for your health, good for your immune system. It'll get you going there. So it is flu season. My my wife just got her flu shot. So it is that time of year. Uh, Actually going to get one for the first time ever. First time ever. Yeah, I've never gotten one. Really? You know what I have gotten a lot of? What? The flu. Well, math adds up on that one. <laughs> I wonder how that works. Uh, I can't believe that conversation fell into place perfectly uh, like that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> go get yourself some athletic greens. It's super easy. Just one scoop and a cup of water in the morning, part of your drink. Gets you going. A lot of athletes use it. A lot of people use it as part of their workout routine, too. So... Be sure to jump on it. Uh, take control of your health today. Go to athleticgreens.com slash avalanche to let them know we sent you over there to order yours. And with your first order, you get a year's supply of vitamin D as well just for ordering. So check it out, athleticgreens.com slash avalanche. <clears throat> Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Zaravlov. Zaravlyov? Zaravlov. Zaravlyov. I'd really like to know. Zaravlyov? I think it's Zaravlyov. Zaravlyov. One of those two. Zaravlyov. Uh, either way. Little Z. If he can play like he played at this tournament against better competition, he's an NHLer. But that's a big jump. It's a significantly tougher competition coming in NHL preseason, let alone the actual NHL. It's going to be a good test. So, yeah, that because look, at this tournament, I think he moved pucks very well. I think he worked the offensive blue line very well. Yeah. Uh, he looked really comfortable on the power play, too. Yeah. One of the there. few guys that looked comfortable on their power play. <laughs> there were play. some rough power plays in this thing, man. Let me tell you. It's so funny. Uh, every year it's like this because these teams don't play right. together. They have no chemistry. It's five dudes who barely yeah. know each other. Like last year when the Kings had like 80% of the rain roster at the rookie thing, it was like... You could tell. These guys have played a lot of hockey together. They're playing a system they know. They you know they've got lines that they used from the AHL season yep. in this thing. And yep. that was one of the rare times we were like, God, that looks like a really good hockey team. And because it is a hockey team. Right, because those dudes those dudes just <laughs> played together a lot. Um but now the watching him, he really did stand out, I think, moving pucks, especially on the power play, <laughs> uh, especially on the power play, I did I did think that that popped a little bit. I I agree. The defensive side, there were a couple of iffy moments, but I think for the most part, he was solid enough. And again, what I thought was good was good is that the things that I didn't like defensively were mostly decision, yeah, and not physical limitations. Sure. Had some good poke checks and things, especially in the early games. Um, I We kind of mentioned already, I think him and Amat worked perfectly together. They, yeah. they really did contrast and, and work for each other in their weak areas. So. It's a weird top pairing, but it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. But I, I'll, I'll open up the floor to y'all on, on Z. I don't, don't want to keep gushing here. I liked, I liked the puck moving. I thought the defense was sound. I, it left me... It left me believing that down the line there's something there. Yeah. In a in a universe where things don't go well, he could play for the Avs this year in a pinch. Sure. Don't go well at the NHL level. I, Not, 
don't go well for him. Obviously, if yeah. things don't go well for him, he's not getting promoted. It, uh, I'd, I'll let Megan talk before. I was thinking your comment, like, that was a weird top pairing. It's like, well, the D really dropped off after that. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, really hard. It, it was a weird top pairing, but it was also like, I'm at peace who with else? It. But that's why I'm at peace with both of them and with Z, because he's the defensive defenseman. Like, those things with the puck moving, I'd like to see him get better at, and I think that he can. But if he can continue to be reliable defensively and really make those smarter decisions every time, because I think he did make smart decisions, yeah, he absolutely would be a reliable call-up option, especially if he's filling that role. Like, if you have the expectation that he's not going to be the best puck mover on the decor, that's fine. Yeah. And it's it becomes an interesting conversation because of the Avs D right now. They have their top six. Curtis McDermott is seven. Yeah. Jacob McDonald is probably eight. And yeah, then, and then Josh Jacobs somewhere in there, yeah, and it, then after that you're kind of. I mean, our I, even with Jacobs, arguably the ninth spot is up for grabs to a certain. Yeah, extent. Yeah, I think starting with Jacobs, sure. I think he would just be first in line on day one, sure. and then they're trying to figure it out from there. Yeah, definitely fair. Brad Hunt. What's that? Brad Hunt. Yeah, oh, Brad Hunt's up. in there too. Still yeah, I in the mix. Yeah, I would. I would. Hunt and Jacobs, same, same guy. Yeah. So same, same. Hunt, Hunt probably ahead of him just because the NHL experience. So. Right. Good call. Yep. He's a guy that exists. But this is not, you know, Z's fault either. This no, no, blockage yeah. ahead of him too. Like it's actually a great part for him to be in this conversation, making this leap to AHL pro from KHL pro and be in that list. Right. Yeah. Maybe he's not right at the top of the queue, but he's in there. Well, and if you're in really like, this is a good situation for the guy because it's not like a Justin Barron is sitting there. Ryan Graves yeah. is sitting there. You're not talking about a guy that the NHL team is like hankering to call up and be like, wow, we really want to play this guy. Right. We're looking for an excuse to play this guy. You know, that's not the case there. And it's not like a Jordan Gross having a defenseman of the year caliber season. Well, uh, it's it's a, a group of guys that, that Zhravalov can move up. It's a depth chart he can realistically climb if he's gonna be an NA, if he's going to become an NHL guy someday. And if he can't climb this depth chart, it, there's no shot. Any, yeah. yeah. There's no it's, shot. Well and it's you know, it's an interesting conversation. Someone mentioning like Miranov in the in the chat here. Z has come over here and like we don't know the actual conversations that happened, but everything is pointing towards the fact that Z came over to play in the AHL this year. Yeah. There is not that expectation of NHL yep. this season for him. Yeah, there's just really not room. Yep. Right. I mean, even if even if they had promised it to him once they signed Manson, it was like not gonna, We're one through yeah. seven kind of <laughs> yeah. done here. Right. I mean if if you're not acknowledging McDermott at all on defense. You're still one through six. You're solid. Yep. With a guy like Jacob McDonald, who's played a lot of games for the Avs in the last couple of years, uh, sitting there where you're like, this is going to be... And then Brad Hunt, you mentioned Brad Hunt. Guy with 100 NHL games played under his belt. Like, yeah, that's going to be a thing that they care about. Yep. So it's veteran sauce. Veteran <laughs> sauce. <laughs> Ooh, boy. <Love> Tasty. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, I setting realistic expectations there, but definitely someone I would expect to see us talking about in my prospect portfolios and, and Megan's, uh, prospect pieces that we'll be doing this year. Yeah. We'll see. If Talk he can speak Z. English. Yeah, I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to the big old group of forwards. Kind of a whole lot of moving pieces here, especially below the NHL level, as Jesse's being a creeper. Uh, it's just barely, barely saw. That's all I was going for earlier. There's a lot of storylines here on the forward side. There's the top oh, end with guys true. like Myers and Olausen, Ranta. Bocage, Foodie even. I, I think we should start with Myers just because he was the biggest name coming in knowing he's going to be on the Avs. Yep. I, do we feel fine about his game? Do I feel fine? Yeah. Do I feel like do you feel this was absolutely a tune-up for him? Yeah. 
that did not feel like he was out here dominating kids. Put it that way. Okay. I would agree. I just didn't expect that from him. So it was all good. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't ex- I didn't expect him to dominate the games. I thought he, I think he pretty much matched my expectations outside of, I would have liked to have seen a little better finishing. About the finish it. was rough. Yeah. Because if you're going to play a third line in the NHL, you can't blow chances like that over and over and over. I mean, I guess JT Confer's made a career, of it, <laughs> but, but every so often he won't blow it. Well, and like, he's like a career, like 14% shooter or something. Yeah. Ridic- like he, JT Conver, you're so frustrated with his general existence, and he finishes the year with 14 goals. Like, yep. Stone Cold Lock. So, it's and it's does can Ben Myers do that? It, is the thing is, and can Ben Myers have enough good days where you're like, yeah, we'll live, we'll live with the two weeks of cold it, play. It's hard to balance, right? Because on the on the one hand, you're like, wow, I'd really like Ben Myers to finish one of these. On the other hand, you're like, wow, that's his fifth grade A chance that he's generated. So. It's a little give and take. Yeah, um, I really I thought that he played with pace and purpose. Uh, he looked good. He looked motivated. He wasn't going all out, but I thought Ben Myers, Ben Myers, just fine here. I had no issues with Ben Myers outside of the finish. Like I wanted to, I would have liked to have seen him score another goal or two, just because the chances he was involved in were that good. Like, I joked about him having a four-goal game coming in, but he probably could have at least had a two-goal game. Like, reasonably had a two-goal game. could have had a two-goal game, yeah. Megan? I am comfortable with how he looked in the tournament. I think there is the, a tinge of disappointment, but it's the finishing ability um, because of the opportunities that he had. But I, I did want to say, too, something that I think he surprised me in a good way on and not surprised because I didn't think he could do it was how well he played defensively. Um, the effort level, especially in this tournament, was there on that side of the puck, and I think that's something that the Avs are going to appreciate them not having to worry about with Myers as much. Um, if Hi, Kale. Find that finishing touch that's... <laughs> That's all I'm worried about. We are. Oh, okay. Well, hello. <laughs> um, I, so I did have one question about Myers on that defensive side. Same. <laughs> you saw him lose his cool a little bit. Yeah. How? Well, is the is the positive feelings there? Is it okay? He's willing to mix it up a little bit, or is that a you can't be doing that kind of stuff at the NHL level? It made me think of Ranta in preseason in that four penalty game. And I was like, wow, well, he made the opening night roster in spite of that. So I don't really know what to believe anymore. But I I really don't think we would see – I don't know. I, I didn't expect that from him. He plays with such maturity that I really don't expect we would see it at the NHL level. But it is unusual that we saw it in a rookie tournament. So I don't know if that's why he felt like he could get a little – disgruntled he's in his mind like maybe he is seeing this through the lens of it's just a rookie tournament why are we doing this i'm gonna play along with your game too what is it that ryan merkley what is it about that guy that brings out that guy and everybody else yeah no i loved it honestly i i thought that i thought that it was great because uh, the reality here is uh, the grand lesson of tyson jost that should be learned organizationally is that you can be a skilled bottom six player who doesn't have that sandpaper grindy kind of element to him, uh, that physicality to his game. You can get away with that if you're skilled enough, but Jost wasn't quite skilled enough. And so he had to try and find other avenues of the game and he tried to add that to his game. It was just never really natural for him. And with Myers, can he be skilled enough that he doesn't have to do that stuff? But if he can't, seeing that he is willing to get a little feisty with a guy at the blue line like that, and I thought it was a bad call, personally. I thought it was I thought it was nonsense that he got called for a penalty for that. I don't. I don't. I know he got a little high. I understand he got a little high. But who among us hasn't? So, I just, I just don't. I, I liked, I liked the attitude. I liked that he was. Uh, I liked that he dropped Ryan Merkley on his ass, and that he defended himself, and that he didn't. He drew his line, and he said no more. I think. 
And then he continued to mix it up as things went along. I thought that the Avs brought a little more attitude to this than they have in previous years between Myers and between whatever Sampo Ranta did to the he San Jose was Sharks. But like, did not like him. Yeah. But but he took like he stood up to it and he kind of took it and he well, he dished it back and and that's what I liked about what, what with Myers is that he he kind of ate it for a bit and then he got pissed off and he just decided I'm done with this so and he dropped that kid. I think the first game informed Myers' decision a little bit too because the way they called the first game, Myers came into the second game and said, "If I'm going to do something." I'm going to get my money's worth. Yeah. Well, and you should always do that. If you're going to break a rule, do break it. Right. Don't dip a toe in the illegal waters. It's not a gateway crime. Just do it. <laughs> if you're going to crime, just crime. <laughs> Seriously. Unless it's you can not, get away like, with it. But. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> no. Crime it up, Ben Myers. I would like to see a little more hockey crimes from him as more we get into crimes. as we get into the preseason. I, I just I like the physical element of it. I, that's what I liked about it is that, that look the- you've you've got to have that dimension if you're gonna especially if you're gonna be in the bottom six you have to have some sort of dimension there. You either need to be really skilled or you need to be a little nasty. So is that I the like shirt? That- Do we Ben Myers hockey criminal? <laughs> Him behind bars, yeah, <laughs> or like uh, holding up like a holding up like a the thing that says Ben Myers hockey criminal, oh, yeah, 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 with yeah. the little with the numbers, yeah, yeah, with the numbers, and it could be all of the jersey numbers from his career. There you go, <laughs> Ben Myers hockey criminal, done. Yeah, so like I I I like that. Uh, def- his actual defensive work, I think, is a work in progress, but it. It's the willingness. It's the effort. It's that yeah. look, you know he's going to struggle at NHL speed, especially when he's playing in the middle of the ice. He's going to get rocked at times. He's going to he's gonna get caught out against Alexander Ovechkin on a change or something, right? And, like, he's just going to have to survive that. Well, he's got the... And I think he's got the tryhard. He's got yeah, the hockey he's smarts. Got the, he's got the stuff that Bednar loves where... His defense is good, maybe not because it's positionally sound or like the the most intelligent, but he's just yoloing at you, Effort. and it's like yeah, a lot of the time that's just gonna knock people off the yeah. puck or whatever. So for some reason, this this mixture did not work for Shane Bowers, but <laughs> for Ben Myers, we're hoping that it goes a little bit better because I mean, Jared Bednar seemed to love Shane Bowers too. To be fair, so. <laughs> yeah the. The Shane Bedner thing died a weird death, though. It's true. Like a weird, isolated, forgotten death. <laughs> this is a sad story This now. is too sad. <laughs> Let's talk about Ronta or Let's, something. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Ben Myers. I, I liked Ben Myers as one of the showcases of the showcase. I thought he really did well. Yep. So on that note, we are brought to you by American Raptors. By the way, I'm pretty sure it's like impossible to do crime in rugby. Uh, you can get away with a lot of stuff. In it's that not, sport. man. They've got those guys out there that are raising their hand and yelling at guys and telling them what they can and can't do. They mic up their refs, too. I it's know. Cool. It's actually super sick. Yeah. They mic up their refs. Because you can hear them talking. He's like, okay, you can't be doing that. Like, I saw you squeeze that guy's nuts. That's not okay, man. <laughs> if I see that again, you're out of here. And that gets like, a light talking to. Not yeah, like no, any. absolutely. Like, you're like, hey. <laughs> Stop playing grab ass over there. <laughs> Either way, you can check out the American Raptors. You go to AmericanRaptors.com to get tickets for absolutely free over at Infinity Park in Glendale. There is some of the best rugby in the country happening there. Both men's and women's 15 teams practice at Infinity Park. So genuinely, it's you can't do any better. It's a sick way to spend a weekend morning, too. You Straight go out, up. You go out to, to the park. You get a free ticket. You watch the Raptors do their thing. And, well, it's a beautiful you know, day. Yeah, you're, you're vibing. 80, 82 degrees and yeah. sunny, and you're like, Colorado, this is the shit. <laughs> so and then the, it gets to 95 by the time you leave, and you're happy to go home. Yeah, true. Uh, so you can check it out. Uh, all of their games are streamed for free as well on American Raptors. If you're uh, diehard and want to see them all, check out our guy Colton Strickler, the rugby guy here at DNVR Rugby. You can follow him on Twitter. Uh, you can also see his pods where he does interview everyone in the sport. Also has one-on-one pods, though. If you're new, he will teach you everything you need to know. 
about rugby to get into it and have some fun. And, you know, that's another way you can you can gamble on DraftKings Sportsbook if you know the, the rugby ins and outs. Highly recommend. Uh, but if you're trying to watch us, best way to do it might just be Avaca TV. I think the best way to do it is Avaca TV. You can go to avaca.tv slash Colorado 10. That's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash Colorado 10 to get TV hooked up with Avaca for just 15 bucks a month for the first three months and only 25 bucks a month after that. It's a great deal. Way cheaper than any of the other options. It's got Altitude, which that alone should sell you on it. It's got AT&T Sportsnet. It's got national channels. It's got Red Zone. It's got movies and TV shows and all sorts of other stuff. 60 channels in total on it, including the DNVR channel. So you can just turn us on right on your TV through Avaca with the DNVR channel going live. It's also going to host all of our uh, our exclusive Serbia content. Starts airs on Avaca first. So stuff like the Nuggets going out there. Pretty cool. Uh Anyway, check out Avaca today. Again, super awesome, super cheap when it comes to getting television here in Colorado. It makes all the sense now. What? Fruity Nugs made the vowels are overrated. Those are Fruity Pebbles in the background. Yep. I'd never looked at it up close until now. Okay. I get it now. Did you eat a bunch of edibles again? No. It's not PSL. I don't know. He's a little little off today. No, they all just came together. I'd I'd never actually looked at it. What was in that croissant you had? (laughs) Cheese. Eggs. Weed. The the O being in there makes a little more sense now that we have CHGO. The O is allowed. It was was questionable, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that was always the hard part. His vowels are overrated. There's an O. Now we got CSGO, so it counts. Sold. This is we're gonna start a petition to remove O from vowels. That's the plan. It, we'll just selectively use it as everybody else does. Why? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's a vowel. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah. I don't know if biting is allowed in rugby. It's definitely not. I don't not. think so. Seems super but actually, uncool. So, like, apparently, like, ear pulling is allowed. And that's why a lot of them wear the, like, ear caps. Wow. To, like, stop people from doing that. That would be so insane. It's an insane <laughs> thing to do. I don't know what to tell Give you. Give me that giant egg and then, you're, like, yanking on a dude's ear. Yeah, like, as hard as you can. Rough life out there. Uh, anyway, getting into the rest of the forward core here at this rookie thing. Um, where do you want to go? Ranta first. You want to go Alausen first? Shot daddy. All right. Let's do it. Alausen first puts up two goals in the two games he played in. Uh, I did think certainly looked solid in the offensive zone. Kind of disappeared to me in the defensive zone though. I think this is a, just another display of what we've seen more him of the same. in his career. Sure. Yeah, he's soft on the puck at times. He's not great along the wall. He doesn't look like he's playing with a ton of confidence at any given time. But then you'll see he gets into a shooting position and he is very comfortable. He knows he does that at a great at a, at a very high level. He knows that like that's his club in the bag. That's his seven iron, you know. And he just knows yep. he can he can pop that thing out and do what he's got to do. And we talked. I think we talked about it here too on the deflection goal that it was a display of him being able to do more than just the shot in the offensive zone. And that was something I liked about him and Meyer specifically playing together is they seem to understand each other very well. Um, there. Ton of cop noises. It's been like this for like most of the afternoon. Yeah. I know it's Colfax, but this is intense. Megan, they're looking for you right now. <laughs> it's probably true. But you're right. Some yeah, of the sorry. weaker sides of his game are things we've seen before, as recently as the WJC. Like there are just moments in the Dizo that you'd like to see him engage just a little bit more, yeah. a step up on that play along the wall, getting worked. But then there are other battles that he's actually he has strengthened too. So I, I want to give him some credit there too. There's some he chooses to that's, engage where he is the stronger on the puck. That's the encouraging part for me is you'll see him win a forecheck battle, go in there, knock someone off the puck along the boards, and all of a sudden the Avs have possession. It's like okay, 
Every you time can, he does that, should feed right. the beast. It's like, he's right. like it you can do this. Now you oh have to do it consistently. Look how easy that was. I just right. ran that guy over. Yeah, I'm, I'm, exactly. Mom, I might be really big. <laughs> <laughs> like he should. He should definitely be building confidence off of that every time he does it. Agreed. And I don't. I don't think that's consistent enough it, yet. It, it's. It needs to be there. Like yeah. that's. I think going into a full year of pro hockey that's one of the things get get his physical engagement to a more consistent place is one of his tip top goals for me yep uh, if he does that i think he's probably pretty close to nhl yeah all the other stuff the defensive ability the playmaking and how does he use teammates and the hockey iq and the decisions with the puck that all that stuff like i think that's all going to be a work in progress but if he can combine elite shooting high-end shooting with consistent physicality given yep. his frame and his skating ability. Those two things alone could get him into the NHL in a year. Yep. Like a newborn moose finding <laughs> his legs. A baby moose. I do think, too, this is something that in the Eagles system, if he isn't doing those things, if he isn't being consistent, I think he will sit and so I think he's going to learn some hard yeah. les lessons and that messaging is going to be sent swiftly and strictly in a way that I hope he responds to. I, th I think he can do. He hasn't demonstrated that he won't respond to that well. That's just going to be a kind of a test yeah. for him. And on the other wing there, you have Sampo Ranta, who really came, interesting tournament for came him. out in this tournament, arguably the best player in game one. Uh, was absolutely flying, and then game two kind of ghosted it. Well, game two is getting bullied. He, sure, he was involved physically. You, well, you're wondering why that's happening. What did he do? What did he say? Whose girlfriend did he sleep with? Like, what did? What was the catalyst behind the sharks being so mad? All of the sharks going after Sampo Rancho to the point where even when he was in the box. There were three sharks sitting in the box, and yep. all three of them are turned towards him, chirping him. Yeah. What did this man do? We'll never know. I mean, I've never. We're just gonna ask him on Thursday. Considered him <laughs> the in-between whistles, chatty guy, like LOC. LOC is talking, and he is antagonizing. Yeah. I think Ronta was physically antagonizing them. I genuinely don't think it was chirps in between whistles. I think he was pissing them off the level of physicality that he brought from the first shift because that's when they seemed angry with him as soon as the puck was dropped, which was strange. But I just think his play elicited that response, which is kind of cool for Ronta. I... I loved his weekend. Um, I wish he would have scored. I wish he would have whiffed on fewer grade yeah, A scoring chances. I wish he would have not blown an empty net scoring opportunity, <laughs> especially in a one goal game. Like if he buries that and you're you're Game's cozy, over. you're done. Yeah. Um, I so I I wish a few things would have gone differently, but I think given what he needs to do, who he needs to be to be to get to the NHL. I think that's what he accomplished at this uh, in the games that he played here was he showed that side of his game. He showed his ability to do that. He showed his willingness to do that. And a young player's willingness to adapt their style to what the team is asking him to do and what the team is telling them, this is your path to the NHL for uh, with us. Uh, and a guy who's gotten where he's been by playing a certain way his whole life. You know, I think that... that He's been hearing his entire life, you've got to use your size more. You've got to use your size better. It was a thing that um, Bob Motzko at Minnesota talked to him about all the time. Engage physically. Engage physically. You can dominate these guys. He started to do it a little more that junior year where he was so successful. Uh, and I think seeing him, he didn't play with the kind of confidence that I wanted to see. Yeah, but he seemed awfully comfortable in his own skin. And I think that's going to be an important element to can he make this transformation into a bottom six, four check hard, skate hard, be a physical force and then chip in offensively. Can he make that transition uh, and, and make it and be a valuable NHL player in doing so? 
because the answer to that question, I think, defines we'll we'll, we'll determine NHL or not for him. It, it, I do think it'll be interesting this preseason too, because at the end of the day, Olauson and Ranta are kind of fighting for the same spot on the Abs long term. You think so? I do. Uh, there's just not that many third line. JT winger opportunities. Yeah, exactly. JT Confer's job, basically. Um, and, you know. Is made, that an ice cream truck it, now? It, it's chaos out there, man. <laughs> what is happening with Colfax today? Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if maybe one sticks around a little bit longer than the other at training camp. Big Who gets Friday cut first? Energy. That kind of thing. Too bad it's a Monday. I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying. The other three. Uh, closer to avalanche related forwards or two rather uh, is foodie and bocage. They existed at this tournament. Foodie did get some top line time, did score the five on three goal. Uh, AJ has uh, will gush about his skating. I'm sure as he always does. He's a great skater electric. His edge work is exceptional. The way that he can stop and start, you can tell. The, and defenders even know he's pulling this shit. Yep. And he stops and he starts and he just goes by him and he's just like. <laughs> just like that, huh? Yeah, I imagine he's like the Joker when he does that. <laughs> but like the Joker from like the animated Batman uh, cartoons. Sure. Like the really high The Mark Hamill laugh. Batman. Yeah, ex- yeah. Yes, exactly. The really high pitched laugh. Yeah. That's the Joker that I imagine Foodie is when he stops and he dusts a dude. New. You want to see my skates? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe Green Goblin. Yeah, I feel Green Goblin's probably more accurate. Yeah. yeah. Little uh, evil genius. Um, then Bocage on the other side. Megan, you're, you're team Bocage here. So. I Luke am in the, in the sense that he belonged in the top 10 pyramid at the low end of it. For <laughs> a reason that there's more skill there than She's I not letting this go. <laughs> he had credit for. Honestly, I didn't think this was a great or a bad tournament for him. I think like he's kind of in the same place I had him going into it. Um, he definitely earned more elevated looks than other people in the tournament, but it was because of his pro experience compared to a lot of other guys. I wanted to talk about Foodie for a second. Oh, go though. for it then. Um, I think this revealed why Foodie needs to figure out his role a little bit more because I think there were moments where he didn't know where to be positionally because he didn't know who he was. And I think the skill is there, the skating is there, but sometimes he he's too cute with it and he's not in the right place because he is trying to YOLO it. I think we talked about this with <laughs> yeah. other players. And... Yeah. He he just needs some direction on the role that he's going to play, and I think that comes about with how he's utilized with the Eagles next season. But that was my concern with Foodie, and it's like this has always been my concern with Foodie. But it, I I still really like Foodie. I I want to be clear. It, it's you know it's an interesting thing though because we saw a lot of the Evs forwards at this thing try and dipsy doodle around at the blue line and, and make things work. And it was a pretty stark contrast. You saw Ranto's goal came from it. He did it effectively, use space effectively. And then you see some other guys who didn't do it as well, like Foodie, where it's like, eh, he's skating around, he's got good moves, but eventually he just runs himself out of room and then the Too puck's going the other way. perimeter-oriented once again. Say it yeah, again? Sure. Said too perimeter-oriented once again. That's he needs to get complaint. into the inner third of the ice a little more often. That's going to be a really big key for Foodie moving forward is how consistently can he either make a play or make you know get into that area right. or find a teammate who is open in that area uh, because he stresses the defenses out a lot because of what he does and the way that just his individual ability to force guys to, to hand off and, you know – chase him around a little bit right. like he stresses out a defense on his own but he did make a lot of mistakes with the puck and when you have the puck a lot you're gonna make some mistakes with it and so with foodie it's you kind of living with it but the shot isn't nearly good enough still um to to feel great about the overall offensive package kind of put together um still really young yeah, so I'm, I again, this is optimism here, but 
I kind of want to start to see some of the other skills really start to take hold. The decision making. I like it because you're right. He can keep the puck on his stick for great lengths of time because he can elude defenders with how fast he is. And he just needs to make better decisions then once it's on his stick. And I think it's learning experience for him. Yeah. It, we'll see on, on that side. Obviously, either of Foodie or Bocage really having a breakout would be massive for the Eagles and make things more interesting on the forward side as far as the abs are concerned. Um, then you get into the AHL deals invite type guys. I, look, <laughs> I, we picked the right guy to interview yeah. because Cam Wright just kept showing up in this Dude, thing. That, like, I would give him an ELC. Just my opinion. I said this about Jack O'Brien last year, but I would give him an ELC. I thought he outplayed Taron Pfizer by quite a bit. Yep. Um, my biggest problem with him is his pace that he plays at. I don't think is NHL caliber. Um, he doesn't have nearly the leash that a Jean-Luc Foodie does because he's 23 already. You know, he's just older. He's several years older. Uh, so there's less development time for him. He's got to figure out a role. He's got to figure out a way to contribute. But if you were looking at the guys on AHL deals who are likely to now push for the Eagles roster, Right away, you have to feel like Cam Wright he's is got to be at the top. Yeah, he's he's got to be right that he really did, um, you know, not even a bias thing, but he really did just outplay everybody else in that in that role. And I would have taken Cam Wright over Bocage's weekend. And I that's, actually agree with you. And that's not even like have me picking apart Bocage at all. I thought he was fine. Uh, I just thought Cam Wright consistently showed up, and I kept seeing little five seven out there <laughs> you know just doing things and i think that uh just given their contract situation i'm you know yeah yeah an ahl deal this year and then a, a, what a one or two year elc next yeah, year cool a, I'm a 24 but, i think is a one year yeah. uh i think uh like i would just do it now because i'm fully comfortable with their especially with their situation who are they adding to that or to their organization. Yep. You know, so I'm, uh, I, I would, I think he's earned, it, uh, I, I would give him the LC well, because they've got the contract space like you, and they're not in, in any right. danger. And, and like you already mentioned, it was the little things that he kept doing well. He kept, Oh, that's a good poke check. Oh, yeah. he did a good job of riding that guy. Great off. defensive yeah, stick, right. really smart play with the puck, really good positioning. You could just see everything that he wanted to do every every aspect of the game every facet he was able to find a way to contribute eventually and he was always around the net with the puck i mean he was he's gonna have to have a a pro career um with a real pigeon mentality for sure but as long as he can do that and i think he showed really well in that aspect this weekend yep um i i think he really I think he was probably the star of the show for Colorado from a perspective of guy who had room to room to move and because like Ben Myers, Ben Myers could only go down. Everyone right? already knew where he was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in terms of like guy with something to prove guy had, who had a chance to maybe really set himself on a positive path. I thought Cam Wright did the best job. And I think it follows in alignment with his path to the pro career thus far being kind of better. on the later end of things, taking his time developmentally, like maximizing each stage yeah. at every turn, never sh shortcuts for him because he needed the extra time. He doesn't skip steps. He doesn't skip steps. He's a and nugget. I like, so the Bocage conversation is interesting because I don't like to pit these guys against each other. But the reason in the summer I wasn't sure about how the Eagles forward group would shake out is because I was assuming guys who had roles last season will still have them next year to some degree. And just looking at the summer that Wright has had and what we saw in this tournament, I think he might unseat somebody in that current Eagles forward group to have a spot there because he's so well-rounded. He is getting looks on PK and PP. He has that power play experience from DU, and he just has a willingness. Just one? Just the one haircut, <laughs> yeah. But that that's Cam Wright, and I, I think that's why I'm like, there's a there's a fit here because he's useful. He you, could be used so many different ways. When you have, and look, I don't want to offend the family of Ryan Wagner or Ryan Wagner himself. He's a great hockey player. Probably deserves to have no, a role. No, no 
taking away from him or even a guy with an ELC like a Callahan Burke. Right. But but that's a guy that you really want to see. Organizationally, yeah. you need to be developing some of these guys. And, and most of them probably aren't going to well, reach the NHL level. Burke is but... actually really the guy that Wright should be trying to follow here. Right. Like it should, you know, AHL contract, he parlays that into an ELC, and then he picks up the Logan O'Connor path. Right. It, like there's a reason... If you're getting your first ELC at 26, 27 years old, there's a reason. Yeah. And it's really I mean, hard to be... You're not getting an ELC at 26. You're it's getting just a, a contract. contract. You're right. It's yeah. not even an ELC. <laughs> <laughs> you took too long. And yeah, I, without getting too far down this con rabbit yeah. hole that we always go down, it's there's a there's a line of development versus trying to win at the AHL level that has to be balanced. Absolutely. And I think what Wright showed is that he's going to be a guy that can help them on a fourth line and you'll be comfortable doing that. You're not feeling like you're wasting a skill player. Yep. Kind of like they did with Igor a few years ago where he was like their 4C. Didn't Wasn't quite good enough to be the 2C on an yeah. AHL team. And what do you do with a guy that's more skilled than, than grit like that? And, you know, Wright's not going to have that problem. He's going to be a guy that should be a jack of all trades. Yep. He can play anywhere in a bottom nine Yep, at the AHL. I hate to bring the conversation here too, but I remember in Slack a little while ago we were talking about Bowers and there were still people advocating for Bowers. And yeah. right now, Bowers is a fourth line wing on an AHL roster. That is just how it was yeah. at the end of last season. I'm not saying that's my analysis or where sure. he should be next year, but that is where Cam Wright is looking upwards from. And I could see, I would feel more comfortable with Wright there than I would Bowers presently. And I think that's an interesting thing. I definitely would. But I would put them together but see how it goes. Someone on an off wing. Well, I would, Bowers was a center once yeah, upon a time. Back, I would yeah. put Bowers back at C. But they didn't like him there. They didn't like to me. use him as a center. Yeah, they've never... I mean, they just... Foodie, in theory, could be there, too. This has been a nonstop thing with Bowers in his career. Is, is he a center? Is he a wing? Is, you know, what, what the I fuck mean, is that, he this week? So. Uh, honestly, like on paper, a line of Bowers, Foodie... Right makes a lot of sense. I would like but it. You have Bowers Yolo down low. Would you, you say Cam that's right the, the shooter? Right combination. Oh no! Oh no! What is in the pumpkin spice That brings me Shane. Okay, moving on. Yikes! Your yikes in that, yeah. but not the right one, huh? No. Uh, anyway, I'm biased. <laughs> I, yeah, I I really do think Cam was the standout there. Yeah, I I don't. Everyone else at this thing, they were there. Taron Fizer really struggled in the I, second game. Yeah, really, really, really struggled in the second game. When you're when you're struggling to enter a zone on a five on three power play, yeah. and you can't make a clean zone entry when they're not attacking you, you are not having a good day. Yep. Just straight up not having a good day. They did not close on him until he got to the face-off circle. And it was like, and he turns right into the teeth of the defense, and he t- turns it over and ends up down the ice. And you're like, what? There's a two-man advantage. <laughs> There's so much ice that you could be skating into. So uh, with Pfizer, I think it was a big letdown. Just Given how strong he presented at this same event a year ago before he got hurt, um, I was I was definitely disappointed there. Um, some of the other guys, you know, Brady Stonehouse scores two goals to, in today's game, one an empty netter, one that only felt like an empty netter because the goalie misplayed it so badly. Okay, but the way Wright set up that play was really great and, and earned some credit. He angled the puck up the neutral zone for Stonehouse skating into it. It was a great. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Cam did a, it. Did a good job. It was still a no angle shot that went the shot <laughs> through the goaltender's glove and into the net. No, on the empty net, he was fine. He did. He made a nice play. Um, and and like he's right. he's fine. Sorry, I was talking about the other goal. Um, but no, he uh, really like. Still, I I didn't notice uh, other than that. Didn't didn't notice him. 
the the other guy that I really wanted to keep an eye on was Connor McClellan. I saw him make a lot of nice small plays with the puck. No big plays. Yeah. No impact plays. Yep. Uh, if you're going to be five foot nine and 150 pounds, you have to you find a have way. some impact offensively. You have to find a way. There's got to be a little bit of dynamite there. There's got to be a little bit of, of of jump, and I just didn't see it. So it's tough. It's tough. Especially, I was really looking for him to pop on a power play where he got a little extra space and guys weren't draped all over him and he didn't do anything with The it. power plays were, in general, just a whoa. Well, Colorado's <laughs> top unit like didn't score, right? But they, they had several attempts yeah, where... That, in the first game, you're they right. were really the game, They were dangerous. really solid. They produced chances. There were some actual, like, you're like, oh, this is a little bit, a little bit of a, you know, okay, I can see this. And then nothing would happen. And then Ranta and Wright would go out there on the second and unit and be a, like, and oh, like, my nope. God. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I like Travelov though. I do too. I the it, highlight of the power play for me. Other than I like to see you get there. Foodies free goal. No, I like uh I liked I really liked Olison on the power play. I think I think he, he just gets that. He fits that Miko spot so yeah, well. well. I he think does. he just he just understands. You can see where he's yep. searching in so much of his game. And it's not he's there trying to find end. his place, his role, his fit, his whatever. But on the power play, he just sets up shop there. He waits for the puck, and he knows they are expecting me to go bombs away. And if I don't, I can make that nifty little cross-crease pass to a guy on the back door, and it's there. And then he just goes bombs away and just rips one past a goalie, and you're like, "Mm -hmm." Yep, he's good. Uh, DNVR bets needs to go make people some money, so final thoughts here. I'm glad it's over. Let's get to the the big kids. Let's get to the big kids. We've got uh, a couple days off uh, in terms of on ice work. Yeah, yeah. But Thursday. Uh, Thursday, we're expecting camp to actually get going on ice. and Game on. Titled Defense begins in earnest. It's coming quick. It's coming quick. We're going to get out of here for the day. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us this and the watch along. It was a blast. We love all you. We'll be back tomorrow at a normal podcast time. We hope to see you there. Until then, talk to you later.